Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. Hello and welcome to the HP Podcast, your weekly show about video games where my microphone stand gives out during the intro and I have to catch it anyway. I'm Ben and with me here today is Dave, Davey, Dave. Hello, Dave. How are you? I'm good. I think I'm fully recovered from last week's After Dark episode. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, I'm doing okay. How are you guys? <laughs> you do? Okay. <laughs> Not the contents, which we won't talk about here. But the contents of the After Dark episode, but the actual episode itself. Yeah, those things are exhausting, like emotionally, yeah. physically. Uh, I usually schedule um, a therapy appointment right after those episodes, just yeah. you know, for maintenance. So uh-huh. It doesn't help. Got it. But it's yeah. something. Well, we'll talk more about that in a second after we introduce the most glorious ginger, Brandon Duncan, drinking a new haze by Southern Tier, not sponsored. Uh, but I, I, I love Southern Tier. I've, uh, I've, I've gone there. I've brewed there. Lovely, great yeah. place. Great, it's good shit, man. Yeah, how you doing? Doing buddy? good. Got to numb the pain somehow. Um, I'm here yeah. and I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm ready to podcast, boys. Um, yeah, I just took a shower. I moisturized. You know, sometimes you just got to take care of yourself, boys. You know, maybe yeah. it's maybe it's me as Brandon or maybe it's me as a man. I don't really know. I can't speak for all men. But sometimes I tend mm-hmm. to like use a a 10 in 1 shampoo that's like motor oil and like degreaser <laughs> yeah. and like all of this other shit in one and conditioner mm-hmm. and ball mm-hmm. ball scrubbing mm-hmm. juice. Um yeah. But yeah, a nice change of pace. Every once in a while you really got to dig deep and take care of the one um uh yourself. So now, in my entire life, I don't think I've ever moisturized. You're fucking, You're fucking up. Now, I've used like hand lotion before. Does that count? Technically, uh, yeah. That is one way of moisturizing. Um, I used to get really, really terrible dry hands, and my knuckles would crack and be like an inch deep and just look absolutely... They they hurt, but they look terrible, oh, yeah. too. Uh, and so I'd, I'd use lotion then sometimes, but then I... I accidentally one time got some kind with like some scent oh. in it and it just burned the hell yeah. out of my hands. And also I smelled like a, a flower. So I didn't use it anymore after that. And uh, yeah, that's unless like a shampoo or a soap has had some moisturizing properties. I've used beard sure. oil. 
Other than that, no, I've never like intentionally. I use the ten and one motor oil. Sure. That's how a man showers. Right? Beard oil counts. Um, that's definitely okay. moisturizing your skin for sure. Uh, but I did the I did the nine yards. I did the face lotion as mm. well. Not not just any lotion, face lotion specifically because there is a difference, boys. Mm. Um, I think as white people, we age like leather, like milk. Yeah. yeah. And if yeah. we just moisturize a little bit more, fellas, then uh, you know. We wouldn't be as ashy as we grew older. That's true. That yeah. is true. That's wise words. Honestly, we could put that in a tweet or something. Send it out with a clip, maybe. Um, I I have a very um, uh, my my grandfather and my father are both very oily. Well, my grandfather's dead, so he's he's not very oily anymore. But when he was alive, he was a very oily man, and uh, I've inherited some of that. But I also uh, I also have the um, I you know. I don't want to brag or anything, but I'm one sixteenth Cherokee. Oh my goodness! Uh, so you know, I got some of that blood Jesus. in me too. There, um, yeah. Pull up. My mom was always like, "That's why you get so tan because of the because of the Native American." I'm like, "I don't, I don't think so." Mom. Pull up. Like you're very Dude, white, and I'm pretty white myself. Pull but. up the mouth swab data. I want to, I want to verify this <laughs> this DNA. Shit. Yeah, we'll do it sometime. I, I, I would love to do one of those. Have you guys ever done those? The DNA. Dude, tests? I don't want BlackRock knowing my knowing my <laughs> DNA information. Sorry, Something they already weird do. about sending samples in the mail. It's yeah, weird. Yeah, I'll send other kinds. Well, of speaking samples. of sending, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Speaking of sending samples in the mail, uh, Dave had a, a very touching subject. No pun intended. Uh, on this past. HP After Dark. It's a show we do every now and then uh, where we just talk about nothing and also whatever we want. Um, really interesting one this past week that we put out for $3 and up patrons. It'll be live for everybody in a month or so. But uh, if you're interested in that or just in helping support the boys, we would appreciate it if you went over to patreon.com slash chance of fandom, signed up for as little as a dollar a month. We appreciate your help there. Uh, Dave's the star of that show, honestly. Just revealed some deep, dark secrets. Like you said before, he got that therapy session set up for right, like literally right after the show, um, just to make sure. And our buddy Dustin usually joins us for those as well. He did on this last one, so you could check that out. Also, if you want to hang out with us, you can go over to Discord, handsomephantom.com slash Discord, and chill with the homies. I almost said with the boys, but there's other people there, sure. too. It doesn't have to be boys. Yeah. It's not just boys. Is that copium? Am I like trying to yeah. tell myself it's yeah. not just a sausage yeah. party? Yeah. Well, dude, and I right. and I have to acknowledge the slander in chat real quick. Dustin, yeah. Dustin just taking me two steps back with the self-care routine. One thing mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> he's flaming me in the chat. Yes, I am like a chronic hand washer, and I feel like of all the things that I could possibly do that are not good for my body that might be like mm-hmm. the lowest on my priority list. So I'm going to take the wins when I can get them. And yeah. uh, but just to put this in the context for the audience, what Dustin said in chat was uh, Brandon's hands looked like they were in a paper shredder because of all the hand washing and hand sanitizer. Now, Brandon, we've <laughs> talked about this before. You and I at least both have some light form of OCD. Yeah. But mine mostly um, mostly plagues like the way I order things, the way I do work, the way I yours mostly plagues like you got to lock doors, you got to wash your hands 9000 times, right. etc. Um, so. Yeah, you're I, I pretty much when when we go somewhere or like you were over at my house one time and my wife was like, where'd he go? I'm like, I don't know where he went, but I guarantee he's washing his hands. Dude, it's like that. And you are. Dude, it's a it's a thing. I might. Who knows? I might have a bit of the tism. I don't really know. 
Um, but I don't think it's Tism. I think it's I think it's the OCD. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and I'm familiar. Sometimes with myself, I have so. to even wash my hands if they just don't feel right. Like maybe they aren't dirty, mm-hmm. but they just don't feel right. Um, that's the tism. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. What, that's what I'm saying is is the whole sensory thing. But um, yeah, it could be worse. Yeah, could be raining. Yeah, yeah. I um, my sister uh, is a special needs teacher or was a special needs teacher. She does other stuff administratively now, but uh, she used to she used to tell me she's like I. You're autistic, Ben, and I was like, um, "Maybe you're not a doctor, damn I it." Know. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be upset if I was because I've been fine. Right. But, but at the same time, I'm like, I don't think my sister's allowed to say that. Well, your sister's, even if she is a definitely allowed to say that about you. Maybe not professionally, but she's definitely allowed to say that about you for sure. Your sister, for sure, and yeah, me. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Benji Bop in chat says, I never moisturized when I lived in Florida because it was so humid. I can't go a day without moisturizing now that I live out west. 2024 is the year of the skin routine, skincare routine, fellas. Great idea. Dave, I don't really, I don't know if it is. Dude, it's a great idea. And Benji brings up a good point is the living in the west would provide different problems than living in the east. Mine gets way worse in the winter because of the cold. Out there in the West, it's just no humidity. So it's like a different kind of dry. Different reasons, same problem. Here in Western Pennsylvania, pretty much at any point in the year, I feel badly. Like (laughs) certain times of the year, I feel congested. Other times of the year, I feel like I have more of a headache. Other times of the year, I have allergies. Like, but if I literally go anywhere else, I can even drive like to where some of my family lives over near Cincinnati and I feel a little bit better. If I go to Florida or I go to uh, California or anywhere else in the entire world that I've ever been, I feel better than I do here uh, just north of Pittsburgh. Why, why, what do you think that says, Dave? Leave? Ragweed. I don't know. The only thing holding here is holding me here is my family and Pretty much all of my family has jobs where they could work from anywhere. So they could all go somewhere too. Your family. But like I work from home. Are you telling us something? (laughs) Live on air. He's like, he's like, guys, I'm moving to Alaska. (laughs) (laughs) I think if I were going to move somewhere, it wouldn't be Alaska. It wouldn't be Alaska. I'm sure it's very nice there. The problem is all the nice places to live cost too much and all the places i can afford suck so i'm just living here stuck with us well and now i'm going to die here early earlier than i would die if i were anywhere you never know man almost a guarantee it's really almost a guarantee this is a show about video (laughs) games most of the time actually that's not true some of the time and uh, i figured we'd talk about a little bit of news here today number one this one's been all over the tweeter this week number one rumors suggest that xbox might explore third-party development with potential ports of first-party titles like hi-fi rush starfield and even sea of thieves on ps5 and nintendo switch 2 now we don't know what's called nintendo switch 2 these are also just rumors i'm just reporting the tweets okay Uh, insiders claim that while microsoft is considering releasing some xbox back catalog titles on other platforms while xbox had while Xbox head Phil Spencer stated no plans to bring Game Pass to PlayStation or Nintendo, recent speculations hint at a shift in Microsoft's gaming strategy, especially after the acqu- acquisition of Activision Blizzard. Marvel's Blade... I can't speak. I can't read my own writing. Marvel's Blade's uncertain exclusivity status for Xbox adds fuel to these 
speculations. Now, I don't know if you guys saw much of this this week, but there's a lot of, uh, you know, insiders running around talking about how Microsoft may may bring certain games to other platforms. The biggest ones are the, the that have been circulating are, are Star, not Starfield, Hi-Fi Rush and Sea of Thieves. Uh, the, you know, some of the usual suspects are out there uh, stirring up trouble one way or another. Look, they're, they're so bad that they have to bring them to other platforms. Oh, no. Uh, everybody else is going to break in. Uh, you know, Microsoft doesn't care about, I don't know. I don't know what's true, what's not, but I figured it's here. We got to talk about it. Let's talk about this in a speculative kind of way. Dave, what do you think about Microsoft bringing some of their games or their service, Game Pass, to other platforms? Yeah, I'm I'm wondering how much of this is Microsoft potentially following um, Sony's lead and taking it a step further to some extent. Uh, it appears to be working well for Sony. And what I mean by that is, you know, having um, big first party titles sort of be exclusive to Sony hardware for some period of time and then making its way over to PC after that. Um, so, you know, we've talked about this before on the show, how this is probably a fairly low risk investment. It probably doesn't cost a whole lot of money to port this kind of stuff. Um, so, you know, if it's working for your competitors, then why not? Um, and it's interesting to see that based on this report, Microsoft actually might take it a step further because, you know, with Sony, we know, um, they're taking their first party exclusives and putting them on PC, but they're not going as far as putting them on Nintendo hardware and Microsoft's hardware. Whereas, you know, based on this report, that could be the case, you know, you could play hi-fi rush on switch two or something like that. And that's that's really weird to think about, but I think it's it's probably a smart move potentially for Microsoft just because it it feels like there's really good software that's dying out on poorly adopted hardware. And as we all know, um, you know these hardware makers make their hardware so that you know you buy their software, which is where they really make the money. So. Um, you know, the, the it's been three or four generations now of Xbox, and apart from the 360, the install base is always paled in comparison to, um, you know, Nintendo and Sony's platforms. So considering all that Microsoft now owns from, you know, a software developer point of view, it, it probably makes sense to at least explore this possibility. Um, there's another couple things that kind of came to my mind when I saw this is, you know, this could mean that maybe Game Pass is a little bit softer than we thought from a revenue generating standpoint. Or on the other hand, maybe Game Pass is performing so well that Microsoft can actually afford to kind of, um, you know, spread their wings a little bit when it comes to what hardware their software is actually available on. So, um, yeah, I think I'd like to see this because I there's a lot of really, really good games on Xbox. And I think a lot of people are probably missing out on it and it it kind of kills the the console bros a little bit you know the wars and all that stuff so um we'll see where this goes but i i, I think everybody should play hi-fi rush as you guys know so <laughs> this would be cool. yeah i think the people who pl who talk about it should actually play it uh personally <laughs> that's my opinion on it but uh brandon how do you feel about uh the potential of some Xbox first party games coming over to other platforms. No, I think this is great. Um, if we're to believe these rumors, I think it's a very consumer friendly thing for Xbox to do, and it would ultimately benefit them in every single way perceivable. Um, you know, you might not get the conversion 
um, this generation. But whenever you entice people on other platforms to play games that maybe only next generation are going to be exclusive to your ecosystem, you kind of are like double dipping here. You know what I mean? There, there were already some rumors of, you know, Game Pass trying to go on Switch. Didn't we even see something about them talking about that and all, all those leaks, something like that, like saying this would be a really yeah. cool thing. So honestly, I, and PlayStation I, for that I, matter, I feel like these these rumors are pretty viable. Um, we see rumors come and go all the time, but I think that there really is no downside to Xbox doing this. And they've made it very clear that they want everybody to be able to play everywhere. And they've stood by that time and time again. Every single first party exclusive gets on everything. And I'm not saying that that's going to transfer one to one with Switch and PS5. But what I am saying is that they've made it. When you when you say when you say everything, you mean PC and Xbox. Correct. Right? I'm I'm not saying that necessarily would cloud. Correct. I'm not saying that necessarily yeah. would carry over to Switch and PS5. In fact, I don't think they should do that for the benefit of their ecosystem. Um, but some of this old stuff, Dave brought up a great point. I mean, these are older games. What what would they do other than gain traction for the titles that are already out there, reinvigorate the communities? and kind of get people looking forward to the next iteration. Like I said, you might not be able to sell them on your console right now, but you can maybe sell them on it later, or you can get another Game Pass sub. It's just opening the market to many more people being able to buy into your brand, even if they don't have the hardware. So really, I just think this would be a win for Xbox. I don't know how much it would benefit Sony or Nintendo like directly, um, I feel like it would add value to the console itself. But Dave also brought up another point is that a lot of the money is made through software. So I feel like this play would ultimately benefit Xbox significantly more as a company than it would the other two. But ultimately, what I care about most is not these companies benefiting. I care about the consumer more as a consumer. And I say that this is a great thing. I don't think there's any losing as far as this goes. Um, and the people that are naysaying this sort of thing, Dave, once again, hit it on the head. It's just console war bullshit. Um, and, you know, as someone who plays on PC now, too, it's like, this is inconceivable, <laughs> this whole argument. And we've said it forever now about the whole console war stuff. But it's just, it's old hat. Um, and it's just a reason to fight on the Internet. And um, through and through, I think this would be good for everybody, mostly Xbox. So, yeah, you mentioned you weren't really sure what it would benefit uh, for Sony or Nintendo. And I think the thing it would benefit them is 30 percent of every sale uh, of those games or transaction, microtransaction, whatever, within any games on their platform, they're going to get if they don't make them. So if they make the game, they're getting 100 percent if you buy it digitally and if you buy it uh, if you buy somebody else's game, Sony still gets 30%. So that brings the question, though. I wonder if there's a scenario where Sony says uh, that, you know, they see Microsoft as a big enough competitor. Uh, they clearly have beef with them that they're like, no, you can't put your games on our consoles. Like, is there a. I don't know, is that is that then like a monopoly kind of situation or. I, I, no, Monopoly isn't the right word. I don't know. But like, I wonder if that's a possible scenario. I'm, um, I mean, of the two companies that I feel like would be uh, 
open to this sort of parlay. I think that Nintendo would probably be more open. And even in my mind, thinking about it, I'm like, they don't really need it. Like, they don't need it at all. But I know that money speaks. And when you put it that way, Ben, you're absolutely right. Like, I could see Nintendo over Sony doing this because I really feel like we've said it before, not that the Switch isn't in the same race as the other two, but it's kind of carved its own path in a lot of ways um, and kind of stands outside of (laughs) the other two companies. So, yeah, that's a good point. I don't know. It would be a little bit weird, but I would hope that at some point in the future we could really put all of this to rest. Um, and not to say that there shouldn't be exclusives. That's that's like another discussion altogether, but that someday, you know, if you've waited long enough, you could really play anything anywhere, just like you can on, on PC. Um, I think that we'll have this battle as long as there's consoles uh, to an extent with new games, um, but maybe, you know, we can supersede this once we've kind of gotten closer and closer to kind of the PC ecosystem as far as consoles are concerned. The really funny thing to me is the people, the specifically the, uh, the Xbox of which I sometimes claim to be one um, are reacting and saying that like, Oh, those are our games. You can't put them on other platforms. It's the same thing that, that Sony fans, PlayStation fans do when they put games on, you know, the really hardcore PlayStation fans when they put games on PC. They're like, they don't deserve it. Those are our games. Why do I even buy a PlayStation? I understand the sentiment to some extent, but I've never been upset that somebody else got to play a game I really enjoyed. Uh, but it's, it is funny to think about it in this way. Like, can you imagine a single person would be upset if Mario was on PlayStation or on Xbox or anywhere but Nintendo? Like, people would rejoice that Mario is Dude, here. But what if Sonic was on PlayStation? I, I actually feel like of all the fans... Sonic is on PlayStation. <laughs> Did you not? Did you? Were you not aware of that fact? I am so out of the ecosystem of Sonic. It might as well be a foreign language to me. So no, I was not aware that Sonic was on PlayStation. I have. I'm sorry to ruin your wow. night. Yeah, I see. You have to. You have to drink some beer. Yeah, I. I need that. a drink, dude. I can't. I'm selling my PlayStation. <laughs> I'm getting rid of that shit. I'm out, dude. You know he's on PC too, right? He's everywhere. And Xbox. He's every. He's literally everywhere. All right. <laughs> <laughs> it's over boys brandon brandon just ends it, it just like turns off his camera uh real radic pops up and brings up a good point he says the gamble is if enough ps players are enticed by those games to get it to get a game pass sub on pc or series x um i'd say you know this is something that microsoft wouldn't mind but i think Maybe Dave's right. Maybe they're not quite content with their numbers. But I think from all the signals they've given out publicly, at least, that they're they're happy with Game Pass. Um, really, like, it would just be another $60 minus or $70 minus 30% in their pockets, in my opinion. But, yeah, I guess there is the potential that next generation, um, those people don't buy a PlayStation and they just go, they just go strictly Game Pass or xbox um i don't i don't see that as a super threat but it's certainly a possibility excuse me sailor says (laughs) excuse me i would wager sea of thieves is coming to other consoles this is something a lot of people have asked me about just because they know i like the game um sea of thieves is in a rough state right now and a lot of that server side it's not you know what the client can do necessarily but I think it could happen because of some of the signals they've been giving out. And they also just introduced 
a new mode called Safer Seas where you can basically play in a server all by yourself or with a crew that's only on your ship. Um, and there's some things you can't do and there's some progression progression changes for that. Um, but I think that if they were going to introduce it to an entire new console, a new entire demographic of gamers, that that's a move you would make is five, almost six years into the game's life being like, hey, there's this new mode and now you can play it even if you don't want to play with other people. Um, but I have a hard time thinking it would run on Switch, honestly. Uh, it barely runs on PC sometimes just because of the server performance. And if you've ever played Sea of Thieves, you know the the water alone is insane. So I don't know. I, I certainly think the rumors are have su- most rumors, most things when where there's smoke, there's fire. You know, this might have been discussed in the boardroom at one point, whether it went anywhere else, I don't know. But it also wouldn't surprise me because they've been doing a lot of things lately to try to bring in new players. And it wouldn't surprise me to see it go elsewhere. I think it'd be awesome, too, to have a new influx of players, even though, you know, Sea of Thieves has a higher player count than like Halo Infinite. But I don't need to bring that up again. Uh, but <laughs> the, the game definitely could use some new life in it for sure. Halo Infinite, man, that's a game. Ed says Xbox is going to start pumping out uh, something of single player, a lot of single player games. I can see them sending their games over delayed with the hope that people buy in the Game Pass eventually to avoid the wait. Uh, I think that's true. I have a really hard time thinking that if I like the service on another console that I would make the switch. If I were a, if I were a hardcore PlayStation guy that I would ever make the switch just to go for Game Pass. Um but I guess it's possible. The real question is, will Sony, even if even if Xbox wanted to, and maybe they do, but if Xbox wanted to, would Sony ever allow Game Pass on PlayStation? They'd make a lot of money, but would it be worth it to them to lose some of their first-party sales? Well, I don't dude, know. Like, that specifically, that question exactly, how could they? Now that I'm thinking about it more, they have a, a service that is literally a direct competitor and got beefed up like specifically for the reasons of competing with game pass i mean that's not like an official statement like they're not just going to say we're trying to make premium better so that way you know it has as much value as game pass but like you know putting a onesie twosie game out there now that we're talking more about this putting putting games here and there seems more viable to me than them actually letting a direct competition service on their platform because Nintendo doesn't really have that. I mean, they have Nintendo Online, but I mean, if you think Nintendo Online is as good as Xbox Game Pass, or even, I'll, I'll go out and say it, even as good as PlayStation Premium, you're wrong. You're just straight up wrong. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're you're paying a significantly lower price point. I will acknowledge that. But it's not one-to-one for me as far as, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That that's kind of tough. That, that's a tough question. The higher tiers of PlayStation Plus are definitely at least the medium tier. I've said this before. Like if I were a new gamer, got my first PlayStation or my first PlayStation in 15 years, like it is an enormous value. Xbox Game Pass, I feel like is a um, Game Pass is some months. It's really awesome. Other months, it's less awesome, but they're always adding stuff. And so is PlayStation to an extent, but. I think if you're a new gamer, either of those services are awesome. Nintendo Online, 
you get it because you want you like Nintendo. Right. You get it because you want to play those old games. You get it to keep your cloud saves. It's not necessarily the best bargain, or it is a good bargain, but it's not necessarily the best service, in my opinion. Uh, Dave Radic asks, "Do you think Nintendo or Sony will ever reciprocate and put something on Xbox?" He uh, says, "Excluding MLB the Show, which I believe they were contractually forced to do so." But what do you think, Dave? Do you think they would ever, no, you know, do the opposite? I gotta kind of highlight what uh, Ed said in the chat here: is is you only port your games to larger install bases. I think the only reason that this could be being considered is because there are millions and millions of gamers who only have a PlayStation or only have a Nintendo console. Um, and those are people who just simply cannot play. They cannot buy Microsoft's first party games. And, um, you know, if those are massive segments of the market that Microsoft is losing out on, um, there aren't nearly as many people who only have an Xbox who are missing out on PlayStation's games. So I, I don't think that the, the kind of value proposition works the other way for Sony or Nintendo. I think this is solely kind of an opportunity for Microsoft. And as for, you know, the services crossing hardware lines, I don't think that will ever really be the case. I think these um, kind of services are going to live in the ecosystems that they're built in now. And that's that's mm-hmm. the idea is to, you know, I really liked Hi-Fi Rush on PlayStation or I really liked uh, Starfield. And I know all those other games exist kind of within this subscription where I don't have to buy them outright. I can just, you know, subscribe and get access to all of them. So when when Microsoft kind of hooks people in with that, then they've converted a customer. But um, I, yeah, I think those services stay where they are and I don't think it's nearly as valuable for PlayStation or Nintendo to go the other way because there's just... You know, I, I think PC is as far as it goes. And again, we've seen that with Sony, but I don't think there's any need for Sony to go any further than that. Yeah. And honestly, it's almost like, would you expect to be able to watch something from Hulu on your Netflix? The only could time you, you'd could ex- you go into a Ford dealership and buy a Subaru, like, it right. wouldn't make e- sense. Exactly. And the only time that sort of thing happens when you get the Hulu Peacock ESPN is when they've bought each other or they're like in, mm-hmm. you know, so maybe some sort of deal could be struck, but it just seems like it would seem more likely that a movie that was exclusively made for Hulu at some point had a deal with Netflix to put it on its service than what I just mentioned. Like that seems more likely. To go along with that car dealership thing, sometimes you'll go to a dealership and you'll see a car that was traded in. You know, you go to a Subaru dealership and you see a, a Chevy sitting there and you're like, why is this Chevy on your lot? And they're like, it was a trade in. It's old. Well, that's kind of the same thing. You know, they put Hi-Fi Rush on there. Hi-Fi Rush isn't old, but it's a year old. It didn't come out new on the service or on the system. So, you know, you bring that trade in after it's got its mileage and got its initial money out of it and you put it on a new service and you get another life. I think it's I think it's smart and I don't really care that somebody's getting I play pretty much everything on PC as it is and you know I got to play my God of Wars and my Final Fantasies and my Horizons and stuff on uh on PlayStation like Jim intended it but other than that I don't really care where a game comes out but it is funny to watch the squealing happen Dude this isn't Jim Sony anymore it's January He's not out yet I don't think He's out in our hearts He's out in practicality. (laughs) He was out when they announced Last of Us Remastered. He he had a goodbye party, so as far as I'm concerned, he's gone. 
one last thing from Ed. He says, Phil's win state is if you own a Game Pass compatible device, he will do what he can to advertise Game Pass to places Game Pass doesn't exist. That's true. Although I wonder, you know, what is the the average gamer? You know, you're you know, you go to work, you see this guy, he likes he's like, Hey, I really like video games. You're like, Oh, cool, what do you like? And he's like, Well, I play my my PS3 and I play Madden every Saturday uh, with, with, with my buddies. It's like your average gamer, do they know who makes or publishes a game? No, that's why there's marketing deals. That's why call of duty had the marketing deal with PlayStation for forever. And it sold way more on PlayStation because people associate games with marketing. So you put, you know, hi-fi rush on PlayStation. I don't know what the percentage is, but the overwhelming majority of, of normal everyday gamers don't understand that. And I wonder if, you know, the way you, you the way you do away with that is you put a splash screen up that says available on Game Pass or available on Xbox. But does PlayStation allow that to happen? I, I doubt now, it. Yeah. Now, with um, with the success of Diablo Immortal and Microsoft now owning King, I think the next hill for um, Game Pass to kind of conquer is something on mobile because that that's yeah. billions, billions yeah. of people like Dude, that. that that just will that will make the numbers that kind of they're missing out on in PlayStation and Nintendo just kind of blush because it's it pales in comparison and when when is the Apple Arcade competitor coming out Game Pass Mobile yeah yeah there will That's be what one I'm saying guaranteed yep. it dude it has to be if you can have access to all of these premium phone titles in quotes, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I can see it happening. And I don't know the numbers for I mean, Apple Arcade. I feel like has anything ever been reported? I feel like if I'll, I'll look while you're talking, I feel like if if they were super duper high, they probably would have been reported and I may have seen them. Maybe not. Um, but yeah, Dave, that's a that's a fantastic point is I feel like that's that's something they could utilize, especially now with even Netflix, for fuck's sake getting into the whole gaming sphere on phones with the with the gta but i, I literally just googled uh what they, what was the apple arcade subscriber number and the first article that pops up i can't speak to if it's correct i can't speak for the outlet but niche gamer says apple arcade reportedly most popular game subscription service with over 100 million users that's of november 11th 2022 so about a year and a half old um, i'm not vetting that source or any or any of the details but that's that's the first thing I see. So if it's a hundred million, I, I imagine a lot of those two are like, you can get the Apple one subscription, which comes with like the music, you know, it doesn't mean they're all active users, but they're all somehow some way paying for it. I think I might even subscribe to Apple arcade. And I can't remember the last time I played an Apple arcade game on my phone, but I do it because I have like Apple music and the other stuff. So it's, it's probably bigger than we think it is. Okay. Are we satisfied? Oh yeah. Let's move on. Number two, Microsoft's Xbox Developer Direct on January 18th at 3 p.m. Eastern will feature highlights like Machine Games Indiana Jones game, Obsidian's Avowed, Oxide Gary's Ara History Untold, and Ninja Theory Sinuous Saga Hellblade 2. Hellblade 2 is Sinuous Saga. I wrote that backwards. The broadcast won't include any Activision Blizzard titles, at least that we've been told. Machine Games re- will reveal details and a gameplay trailer for the Indiana Jones gameplay game. Obsidian will dive into Avowed's gameplay. Oxide Games will unveil Aura, and Ninja Theory will discuss Hellblade 2 rumors. Uh, Hellblade 2. 
Rumors about Sea of Thieves coming to PS5 are circulating, but it's uncertain if it'll be part of the developer direct as well as Hi-Fi Rush, etc. Um, boys, is there anything you're excited to see from the developer direct and any predictions for, um, you know, last year we got Hi-Fi Rush as a shadow drop. Do we think we'll see another shadow drop? Brandon, we'll start with you. Yeah, honestly, I'm really excited to hear from Machine Games. Um, you know, I'm not the biggest Indiana Jones game. I'm not the biggest Indiana Jones fan, um, but I am a fan of machine games. Um, so I'm really interested to see what they're going to be able to put out with such a legendary IP here. Um, in addition to that, I mean, I'm like passingly interested in Hellblade 2. Um, and I've been a fan of some of Ninja Theory stuff. So honestly, overall, I mean, this is kind of shaping up already. They're kind of setting expectations. And that's what we keep seeing with these, you know, directs. I feel like they give you the vibe of what it's going to be like prior to you experiencing it because everyone always has such high hopes if they're vague. Um, so I feel like they're kind of coming out and just saying, you know, this is this is going to be an interesting one. We're coming out and we're putting, you know, we're showing you our cards kind of um, not to say there isn't going to be some surprises because sometimes there is. Um, but no, I think this is good. And I don't think there is any chance in hell. Um, that any sort of PlayStation news will be at any sort of Xbox event. Um, I would imagine that if it, if this does ever happen, that it will just happen and there won't need to be any sort of press. I can't imagine that um, in a showcase put on and paid for by Xbox, there will be any sort of mention um, of Sony officially. I feel like that could never be approved. So yeah, it looks cool. I'm excited for it. I'm glad they announced it. Um, most excited about Indiana Jones though. Absolutely. Brandon, do you not think that that would be a chance to evangelize the masses that uh, that look how great Xbox is doing? They don't even need to just put it on their own consoles. They're putting it elsewhere. I, I'm playing devil's advocate. I here, think but. that nobody would think that uh, <laughs> any smart yeah. person wouldn't think that. I feel like it would be. You don't. How am I trying to say this? We can go back to the car analogy. Like, you know, there aren't Chevys and Ford commercials, like purposefully. And if it is, it's in a negative connotation. Like, like, hey, look how much better this yeah. is. Like, I don't know. I can't imagine. It has to be a rule in advertising school that like you don't talk highly or like have any sort of like even middling connotation of your competitor because any press is press you know good or bad like when the guy who played kevin butler the actor when he was in a commercial with a wii it wasn't even a wii commercial he was just in a commercial with a wii and he got fired for being kevin by being kevin exactly butler, so. it's like yeah i i just don't i don't see that happening um and i guess you know obviously always looking forward to what obsidian's um into as well but yeah dave what about you anything particular you're hoping to see um this, as you mentioned, this was the direct from last year where they shadow dropped High Fire Rush. Um, when this, when this, it was this was rumored that this direct was happening. Um, there was also a rumor that something was in fact going to be shadow dropped. So, um, I said it before. I love when studios, or sorry, um, um, you know, Microsoft or, or publishers, whatever uh shadow drop stuff like this where they're like oh here's this really cool game and it's available right now I, I i just love that so i hope we do get something um i'm also really excited to see what exactly indiana jones is um you know mm -hmm. we haven't seen gameplay i i don't know if if we even have had a description about what um this game is going to be like but 
Um, I suspect it is coming out this year because I was doing a little bit of reading and apparently this game was actually originally planned to come out in fiscal year 2022. Um, I think Microsoft holds these directs in January to kind of posture for the rest of the year. Um, Avowed is still planned for this year. Um, I said what I said about uh, Indiana Jones. We are pretty certain we're getting Hellblade this year. So I suspect everything we see is what's coming this year. And I think uh sony is still a little bit light in 2024 so i think um microsoft is a really good opportunity here to get game pass subscribers excited for um you know what kind of value they're going to deliver this year by giving us some hard and fast release dates for for these games so yeah and what better way to do that than shadow drop something <laughs> you yeah. really wouldn't want a yeah. soft and floppy release date that's for sure hard and fast <laughs> soft and slow i guess yeah yeah uh soldier boy mentions i didn't have this that power world is coming to game pass i think it's next week uh day and date when it releases have you guys seen this game it's it's being described as uh a monster collecting rpg and a lot of people are describing it as and maybe the developers pokemon with guns. i saw that that sounds yeah. so that's coming to game pass lovely. i think it's um yeah, it's coming out next week, so I don't know the nineteenth. Um, so after the direct, but should be interesting. And then Benji says, "I think the shadow drop rumors are educated guesses." I would agree with that. If you shadow drop every year, is it really a shadow drop anymore? Yes, it is still a shadow drop because the game is unknown. But you know they're going to shadow drop something. It's like back in the uh, the what's his name, Steve Jobs days, when he was like, "One more thing." Yeah, like that. You knew, you knew there was going to be right. one more thing. You just didn't know right. what it was. It's still a shadow drop, sure. kind of. So. Yeah. Moving on, number three, in early or in December of 2023, so last month, Sony reported a record-breaking 123 million monthly active users on PlayStation, encompassing PS5, PS4, and potentially a few PS3 users, which we talked about a few weeks ago. There's still like three million monthly active PS3 users. This marked a significant increase from December of 2022, a year before, which had 112 million users. Boys, that's a lot of people yeah, that is. in December booting up their PlayStation of whatever variety. Uh, Dave, what do you think caused that? What do you, what do you, why? Um, Spider-Man, the holidays. Mm-hmm. Um, I think PlayStation had a pretty strong year uh, with Final Fantasy. Um, again, Spider-Man at the end of the year. There was a lot of other big releases that weren't exclusive to PlayStation, but when you have uh, a multi-platform game, a lot of people are going to buy it on PlayStation ultimately. So it was just a really, really, really good year for gaming and really, really good years for gaming usually result in really good years for PlayStation specifically. So um, yeah, good for PlayStation. Um, I'd be curious to see what these numbers are next year because... As I just mentioned in the last story, um, PlayStation's release calendar seems to be a little bit light. Um, And most of the attention that I can think of off the top of my head for games next year are Game Pass games. So um, Mm -hmm. we'll see how it goes. And I'm also curious, I would be curious to see what the PS Plus numbers were for last year, even just December. Because anecdotally, it sounds like people aren't terribly happy with the service and where it is right now. Um, you know, I guess you could say it's still in its infancy, but 
I, I, I don't know. I, I suspect a lot of people are at the essential level, but in terms of, you know, people being at the mid tier and the high tier, I, I don't know. I wonder if that's, that's as rosy as a picture as the, as the active users, but in any case, uh, a good year for Sony again. Brandon Warzone three and Fortnite were both pretty big in December. They're always yeah. pretty big, but they were significantly bigger in December. It feels like I think that maybe had uh, something to do with the higher PlayStation numbers. No, absolutely. I feel like it very much is a holiday thing. Um, not to say that all of those were picked up at the very end for the for the uh, the holidays, but no, I feel like Dave said it better than I could. Honestly, I mean, it was a big year for Sony and Fortnite. I mean, we were looking at the numbers for Fortnite. It's just not that everyone's playing on PlayStation. I know that, but um, there's a lot of big things. It was a huge year for games in general, and I'm not surprised to see that by the end of the year people hadn't picked up something at the beginning of the year or towards the end of the year, maybe not even the holiday season. So, you know, this is good. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm not really surprised. It really is the biggest of the two ecosystems. So yeah, not surprising here. Gamers are, I guess you could say they're rising up. Yeah. They've been rising up for many years now and they're continuing to rise. We are strong. Number four, NVIDIA has unveiled the RTX 40 Super Series during CES 2024, a mid-gen refresh of the GeForce RTX 40 Series desktop series graphics cards. The series includes the RTX 4070, the 4070 Ti, and the 4080 Supers of those, offering more shader and ray tracing cores along with Tensor AI cores for enhanced graphics features. Despite the improvements, the prices are either the same or slightly cheaper than the original 40 Series, the original 47 super, 4070 Super, priced at $599.99, is tailored for optimal 1440p gaming. The RTX 4070 Ti Super, priced at $800, boasts enhanced performance and 16 gigs of video memory. The 4K-ready RTX 4080 Super, priced at $1,000, offers increased cores and a minor boost in clock speed, launching on January 31st. These are all launching towards the end of this month. I know, um, Dave, you're not that big of a, of a PC gamer, um, but any thoughts here? Otherwise, we can we can hop over to Brandon. Um, yeah, I mean, I read this story, and I, I'm I'm wondering, like, has has the GPU market kind of cooled off finally following the COVID insanity? Because if it is, I I might dip my toe in just because um, I have this building disdain with subscription services, as you guys know on on uh, PlayStation, Microsoft, and that doesn't really exist to the same extent on PC. And you guys are always playing on PC and I want to play more with you guys. Um, yeah. so I, I'm actually considering, you know, maybe upgrading my, my PC. So I'm, I, I yeah. hope this means that prices are, are coming down and these things are a little bit more available. Yeah. The, the market has definitely cooled off since the period of time you're talking about certain things are still inflated. And I think, you know, you look at a 4090 or something, I th still think they're overpriced. But frankly, this this new line is um, well-priced for the position they're in. Brandon, your thoughts? If any? Yeah, I mean, if you can get it for retail, uh, <laughs> that's definitely a good price. But um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like these cards keep coming out quicker and quicker. Um, I feel like we keep getting iterations faster and faster, and it is kind of hard to keep up as someone who's new in the PC space. Um, now, I'm certainly not going to be going out and purchasing something new, but 
you know, I'm glad to see it. I hope that my card doesn't get outpaced too quickly. I feel like I'll be set for a good while. But yeah, if you can get a card at retail, that's phenomenal. Um, and I think that the whole crash of crypto um, kind of, you know, even things out a bit. Certainly there was supply constraints, um, but that wasn't just because of the uh, global issues going on. Um, a lot of the market was kind of strongholded by um, crypto. Um, but now that we're kind of yeah. seeing that fall off, I'm hoping these these cards keep going down. But I honestly think they've kind of reached a threshold where I wouldn't be surprised if this is roughly the medium price we continue to see for cards going forward. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, this is this is cool. I mean, I feel like I'm pretty much already set up for 1440p. So I really would have to make a pretty big investment to kind of take a step up almost. So. Yeah, this is good. And I guess, you know, if you have something 30 series or, you know, low low, low 30s or uh, lower, um, this would certainly be a massive, massive upgrade. Um, but me sitting yeah. with my 3080, I'm going to kind of cool it for a while. Um, somebody in chat, Sailor, brings up a good point, was going to buy the, the 4080 Super, but was worried it wouldn't run GTA once it hits PC. And I think that's a little bit in jest, but you never know um, with the way game, game development has went kind of the strides that we've seen um in recent years um things just keep getting more demanding especially with the introduction yeah. of things like ray tracing so um yeah we'll see this is good overall um kind of wish they were cheaper than they are but hey that's just that's just the price you pay for getting the the latest and greatest so in I haven't fully decided. Oh, no, sorry. I was going to say and honestly this is also good for people um trying to get into like not the latest and greatest because not always, but this could indicate a price drop um, for some of the original non-super 40 series cards, um, whether that be secondhand or otherwise. So, yeah. Yeah. I, um, I'm thinking I'm probably going to grab a 4070 TI super uh, because the, my, the rough frame of my computer, literally the case uh, I got in 2017 and it had like a 1060 in it at the time and eight gigabyte RAM or something. I don't, I don't even remember now. But over time, I've, you know, at this point, I've replaced um, different pieces of RAM. I've replaced the motherboard. I replaced the power supply, the graphics card. I've replaced like almost everything in the computer except for the computer, like the, the box itself. And everything is just mismatched. And my CPU is getting pretty old. And at this point, it's like I could get maybe one more generation of something of some component if I chose to out of my current motherboard. But past that, um, I can't. So I've been planning for a little while to to build a new computer, especially because I'm doing a little more video stuff and everything for work. And my computer, it's the CPU just is rough doing video, anything. It's really, really, really bad. So I'm probably gonna gonna build a 4070 Ti um, base computer, um, but I haven't fully 100% decided that. I'll wait for some of the hands-on reviews if I can. So we'll see how it goes. Uh, last little piece of news here. This won't be too long. Good news for players revisiting The Last of Us Part Two on PS5. Naughty Dog has shared. This is I was gonna bring this up earlier when uh, Dave mentioned. Um, Jim Ryan being dead to him, but Naughty Dog has shared details on how the remastered upgrade will work for existing players. 
much less complicated than how the Ghost of Tsushima upgrade worked. For digital players, owning the base game and paying $10 on the PlayStation Store on January 19th is all that's required. If you have the PS4 disc, insert it into the PS5 to download the digital version. Uh, also have to pay that $10. Save games will carry over to the remastered version, adding to the positive news. I don't know what I was writing there, but it got cut off. Maybe that, I don't know. Either way, basically $10 to upgrade to it if you already own the game. If you want to buy it full outright, I'm sure it's full price. Um, but I really wanted to talk about just, are you guys going to play The Last of Us 2 Remastered? And or, even if you're not planning on playing the base game, does the extra mode entice you at all? Dave, you already commented on the subject a little bit. Let's hear from you. No. Your mind okay. cannot comprehend how un uninterested I am in playing this remaster. I think just out of spite, I'm going to play that. You know that shovelware Last of Us clear blatant <laughs> ripoff that came out? I think I'm just going to buy it. I don't think it's out anymore. Oh, He's going to well, pirate I'm gonna it. find a way to revive it. it. <laughs> I'm going to buy 10 copies of it just to spite <laughs> this. So, no. Yeah. Did, did you play part two, Dave? I no, can't recall. I you didn't play it at all. Okay. I have no problem with the Brandon. game. I have a problem with the sure. remaster. Sure. I understand. Yeah. Yeah. I would argue that the only person that is super enticed by this sort of offer would be someone like you has never played the game. But mm. I respect it. Nothing but respect yeah. here. I think this is a decent deal. Um, I said it when they said that, you know, they were coming out with this. If it's reasonably priced, it's good. I think that kind of the sticking point of this whole upgrade is that there is a new mode. Um, I would have loved for this to be, have been a free upgrade like Valhalla, um, but it's Sony and I didn't expect Valhalla to be free. Um, and so I wouldn't expect this to be free. Um, so yeah, this is good. I'm not going to dip back in. That's for sure. Uh, even if there is a new mode, I think that I need more time away from this uh, game to be, to be able to come back. And it's such a, such a difficult ask in a lot of ways. It's one of my favorite games um, of that generation. Um, but uh, it's not an easy game to play in a lot of ways. Um, and even if there's a new mode, I'm not going to be hopping right back in. But it's good to have the option. When I do hop back in, I would love for there to be some, you know, that much more of a reason for me to come back. And I think that that's really what it is. Yeah. If you don't, if you just have the game and you haven't played it, $10 isn't that much to upgrade. If you already have the game and you're going to wait to play it or you really want to replay it, $10 isn't isn't that big of an ask for, you know, a better version of the game or, you know, a new mode in general. So I don't have a problem with it. I see why people do, though. I think it is kind of corny, but ultimately, I really don't think it's that big of a deal. If they tried to repackage it and sell it for 60 bucks, I would be saying, fuck you. But I mean, they are. Well. If you don't own the game. If you don't own the game. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I'm probably going to play this. I, I said for $10 for a new mode, you know, I'll, I'll spend 10 bucks on a battle pass a lot of times on a game that I don't end up playing that long. So if the game comes out and the new mode is well received, I'll play it. I don't know that I'm ready to play part two again yet. Um, or maybe ever. I haven't, I don't really know. I'll probably play it before part three comes out. If that does in fact turn out to be true, but, and I'm sure it is. But um, at least for the extra mode, if it's going to be something that my friends are playing and it, and it does well, you know, if people like it, then 10 bucks to play it. It's not really that big of a deal to me because I already own the base game. Uh, before we get into what we've been playing, boys, we got something to resolve. Last week, we did our New Year's resolutions for 2024. 
we said this week we were going to come back with some punishments to you know, divvy out to each other. That if you don't complete your resolutions, you got to do one of these things. Um, Brandon, your mic, okay, it just popped back on. I think you maybe unplugged it there for a second, but that's good now. Um, I think the way we'll do this, we each should have come up with one punishment for each person. And uh, we'll talk about them. And then I think it's, we each had three resolutions. If you fail one resolution, you take one punishment. You get to pick from the two that you're given. If you fail two resolutions, you have to take both punishments. If you fail three, you're kicked off the show. Permanently. Uh, yeah. The last one maybe isn't going to hold, but the other two, I think, will. Dave, um, why don't we go ahead and we'll all, we'll dish out our, our um, you and I can dish out our punishments for Brandon, our first punishments. Okay. So I, I have one for Brandon. I have one for you. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Uh, so my punishment for Brandon is uh, he has to. T- <laughs> you got to say it, man. Come on. How bad is it? <laughs> he has to take an edible and stream scorn. Does that break? Take an Does edible? that break TOS? We well, don't have to take uh, the edible on medical, stream, right? Well, I know, but you, well, it could still break <laughs> TOS. But okay, dude, you that's that, that is torture. That game, <laughs> that game is hell. And I'm not talking about the visual aesthetic. I'm not talking about the visual aesthetic. Two milligrams. That's all I take. <laughs> it's it's still suffering, even if I do two milligrams. Brandon, do you accept the punishment for failing one of your resolutions? See, here's... No, no. Uh, let me hear the other punishment, and then... Well, I'm going to have to pick one if I... Uh. The other one I had for you was you had to stream uh, near Automata for oh. three hours. No, See, wait, I wait, wait. Like no edible required. Back I, off, Dave. I don't... Back I don't, off. You know, I have played that game more than once, so I don't like... Oh, God. Fine. Now, here, here's the way I think we're going to order things is unless two people agree that the punishment is too severe, like if Dave suggested that and you think it's too severe and I agree, then we can rehash it. it. But otherwise, I think you have to take the punishment. Now, you're going to get two punishments. You get to pick which one for your first failed resolution. And then the other one is for your second failed resolution. You get to pick the order there in at least. The solution here, if you don't like the punishments, is just not to fail your resolution. Right. Is it too harsh, Ben? Yeah. I don't okay, think it's too fine. harsh. Fine, I think fine. I think you taking an edible and playing scorn. <laughs> wait, wait, is... wait! Playing scorn or finishing scorn? That this is a, a streaming specifically Dave one said. session of streaming scorn. Yeah, it has to be. Dave can set the it parameters. Has to be two hours. Yeah. Two hours. I don't even think I've. No, I've streamed once for two hours. Okay. What do you normally stream for? That's an nothing. Hour? An hour and a half. Yeah, I usually stream for between an hour and two hours, like hour okay. thirty, hour forty-five. Sure, hour and a half. Brandon is what we'll set it at. You're about to already fail one of your resolutions. You haven't streamed at all this uh, month. I did. Nobody showed up. I, oh, I, didn't, I didn't know. You didn't tell I, anybody. I didn't announce it, you know, and it's okay. I don't feel like I need to announce it every time. I was just hanging out and playing Bioshock. That's all. That's oh, okay. all. That's all. all right. I already did stream, and I and I notated it. I have a notes app that says streaming and which days I've done it. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> okay. Well, okay. So, th- Brandon, I think you're stuck with that Perfect. one. Taking edible and stream scoring Perfect. for two hours. That's pretty much... That's- pretty minor in my opinion two hours of a punishment for failing a whole year resolution because mine's a little more severe brandon you ain't seen nothing yet buddy you gotta start near automata from the beginning 
and play through A, B, C, D, and E. Okay. Wow. Okay. That's about 30 hours. It's not that bad. Okay. You're just, just you've, rough. you've aroused Ed in chat. Between Dave saying <laughs> he wants to play and, and, and my punishment potentially, you know what, I'm not going to. I didn't say you had the had the string near though. You know, I'm not going to be that harsh. We're just going to do the honor system here. That's a complete. Yes, Ed. Ed says that's a complete playthrough. My God, Ben, it's a complete playthrough because Brandon claims I've played enough to beat the game. I've played it like two or three times. No, no, no you're going to no, beat no, no, the no, game. No, no, no. I've played you're three endings. Game. I roll back the tape. I've never claimed enough. I've always said I've played what seems to be a reasonable enough time for me to know whether I like the game. You've played three endings. You're like less than several hours away from playing through E. Now you get, but you have to start it from the That's beginning. That's I, the I could thing. do it. That actually doesn't okay. seem that difficult. If I was close, the only good part about that okay. game is the music. Shut up. <laughs> and the music's amazing. The music's ten out of ten. I will. I will give it its dues. Music, ten out of ten. Um, Brandon, your punishment for Dave. All right, so this I told you that they were harsh, and let me preface why they're harsh is because you two picked some of the most uh, lily-livered <laughs> resolutions of all time. Mine is a minimum. One of mine is a minimum of fifty to sixty hours. One of my challenges, okay, be, yeah, one of your resolutions. Red Dead Redemption Two, okay. Listen, this is a re these are resolutions you set for yourself, okay. I don't oh, want to hear, know, but. But I'm trying to challenge myself. I'm sorry, boys. I, I couldn't pick them for you. So I made my punishments harsh with the intent of knowing that both of you picked ones in my perception, maybe not the audience's perception, are easier than mine. And so I was hoping that maybe you'd throw me a motherfucking bone since I decided that I was going to 100% a game on Steam and that I was going to play Red Dead Redemption 2 through the story. Anyway, you think playing more games with my children is easy? Brandon. I'm not saying it's easy, but what I'm saying is that Playing games with my wife is easy. <laughs> what I'm saying is that could be 10 hours could be more than last year. That could be two. Oh, it's way more than that. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's okay. a whole year. Anyway, all go right, ahead. All right, go ahead. all right. All right. Dave has to play a BR of his choosing. And I'm agreeing with this from last week because I like the premise and either has to get two solo wins this year or place top five 15 times. Fifteen times, yeah. dude. No, no. Listen okay. to the reasoning before you do solo wins or place top five. Or times. listen to the reasoning though, because you can literally just hide in a bush and get top five. So that's why I made it fifteen times, because there still has to be punishment to hiding in a bush. I originally I had twenty five times, and I said that's too much. Are the servers still on for Battlefield Firestorm? That I do not know. Dave, just, uh, how do you feel about this? Just punishment? don't fail. That sucks, man. And, and then the punishment's nothing, dude. Just, just, just don't fail. It's easy. Uh, okay, that's rough. <laughs> but I mean, Brandon has he's he he makes a valid point. Like we really shouldn't fail ours. Yeah, but. that's why I made them harsh. The only reason I, I don't like to punish my boys. Also, fuck you, man. Here we are trying to accomplish <laughs> new things that validate our own oh. sense of self-worth. And here you are saying it's it's not enough. Dave, it's because I believe in you. Yeah, 
Fair enough. I'm punishing you because I believe you can do it. What BR would I choose? Okay. Any, I, I, any, now, any, any, any. Dave, mine is similar but different. Uh-oh. Mine was that you had to play Fortnite and get to at least Battle Pass level 25. Now, I'm not saying you have to purchase the Battle Pass because you can still get to level 25 without purchasing it. But you have to play to level 25 minimum. Originally, I thought 50, but I thought that's a that's a more that's like an actual commitment. But I was trying to do something that would line up with Brandon's near playthrough. Uh, and I think that Fortnite getting you to level 20, 25, I mean, um, is about 25, 30 hours probably for somebody who's not like super, super duper experienced. And I'm specifying not just Fortnite, Fortnite Battle Royale. So you can even combine, if you fail two resolutions, you can combine these punishments, honestly. He could. And literally, these might make us resent each other by by next year. (laughs) (laughs) The show might be over January 1 of 2025 after after this is done, dude. Um, And Dave, you're welcome to play with other people. You're welcome to play with me and Brandon. You're welcome, whatever. You You can play your 25 Battle Pass levels of Fortnite in any way you choose. What if Fortnite isn't around in 2025? That game's on life support, man. If Fortnite isn't around in 2025, uh, this show won't be either, probably. (laughs) Because if Fortnite can't make it, we're not also Also, just to kind of like, you know, caveat, can't buy the levels. No. All right. Yeah, I'm not going to cheese any of this. That's fine. I think that's... uh, that's fitting for me. I, 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 it's flattering because you guys know me. I'm, 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 I'm flattered to hear these, these, uh, these punishments because they are, they are punishing for me. But uh, yeah, okay. Now this is the part of the show where we end and don't talk <laughs> oh, about the other punishments. Oh hell no! This shit ain't. Uh, this shit ain't nearly done, brother. Okay, Brandon, go ahead. What's your punishment? So mine for are me? a bit of a cop out because I couldn't really think of anything, and some of the suggestions last week were so good that I couldn't pass up on them. And Bennett suggested that he play Life is Strange 1. And I said, that's a great idea. But he should also have to play Life is Strange 2. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's pretty harsh, but I could I could do it. It is less time. You could play Life is Strange four times in the times it takes me to play Red Dead. Maybe even five. Yeah, is that true? I actually have no idea I how long they are. Like, like I looked it up today. I think it's like 15 hours or something like that. For each one? For one, at least. Yeah, okay. All right. That's right. I'll, I'll do it. That's that's fine. That's a good punishment. It just I'll just have to think every time my kids are annoying me about playing games, if I don't play games with you guys, I have to play Life Strange. A punishment worse than death. <laughs> yeah. Um, Dave. Okay, so mine was uh, in a similar vein, and I don't know how this can work but mine was uh ben has to make and post on youtube a video essay on the life is strange series <laughs> dude you're gonna you're gonna be able to play one and two so 15 minute minimum retrospective so dave say your say your punishment again ben has to make and post on youtube a video essay on the life is strange series so I guess if you failed one resolution, then obviously it would be Brandon's. And then if you failed a second, then you'd have to take it a step forward and actually not only play the games in 
in in the dark, but you'd also have to talk about them and post it. <laughs> when you say Life is Strange series, I need to I need to get some specific specificity there. Are you talking about what games are you talking about in that series? Uh, isn't it Life is Strange, Life is Strange Two, and True Colors? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> so I quickly googled it before we started, and I know there is um there's like the captain spirit or something captain underpants or something yeah 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 okay you're including that you don't have to play them you have to make a video essay on the series well how would i make okay that's fine figure it out yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's your it's your Um, essay (laughs) so basically if it if it's in the life is strange well i'll be honest with it if it's in the life is strange series i'll have to talk about it in the video essay what an um, awful way to start and, 2025 for your YouTube yeah, channel. <laughs> there is no way in hell I'm not I'm not doing my uh, resolutions this year. Just out of sheer willpower, I refuse. I'll do anything. Not to, I should have made my resolutions harder. Hold up, honestly, hold up, though. And still hold don't up. What I'm calling a little tiny bit of bullshit. A little, and I'm going to say it again. I made my resolutions. It's my fault, okay? But you both can complete both of your failures at the same time almost mm-hmm. i can i have i have two barrels looking down my throat brandon one of your punishments is a two-hour punishment and you get to be high while you're doing it that doesn't that sound sounds, that bad to dude me. if you played the game that sounds like nightmare fuel <laughs> i have seen the things that are in your brain brandon i've gotten a glimpse and scorn on edibles does not sound that far off for you I have you're watched good, some good. of the things you've asked me to watch. I'm a, yeah. I mean, okay, maybe maybe playing year three. That's a long time. Oh, God, dude. <laughs> but scoring for two hours—that's not that bad. And you're going to be streaming. You'll have other people to talk to, even if you're blasted out of your mind. Fine, lovely, you're lovely fine. boys. I love the agony. I love it. Are we satisfied? I don't think any of us are going to fail any of these this year. Let's get a full rundown of the resolutions and punishments for Poot. Um, I have the the resolutions here. Dave's are to play and complete near Automata, to continue to build his physical collection, and he put a specificity of five games, GameCube and Switch, and they have to be games that he would actually like to play and to play more games with his wife. Brandon's are to beat either Red Dead 2 or GTA 5, starting from the beginning. Of course, he'd already started Red Dead, wasn't even through the first mission. We'll allow that. That's fine. Uh, Streamed three times a month for the whole year, not averaging. So three times per. That means Brandon could fail his resolution as soon as February 1. Just putting that out there. It doesn't count either. If he like streams for an hour, his stream goes down and it pops back up. That doesn't count. There's no time frame. I, I didn't specify a time frame. I'm just going to say that. Okay. So three times you, a month. We're going to hold you to it, though. You're going to be playing near twice if you if you try to okay, cheese this. Okay, all right. Okay. okay. Um, and he wants to 100% a game on Steam. The game has to be a game that is longer than five hours. According to how long to beat. We'll put that out there. Uh, my resolutions are uh, play and beat Mass Effect, the first one. I'm going to play the remastered one. Uh, Say no more to people who want me to play games when I don't want to play. Now, Brandon called me the other night and was like, hey, you want to play a game? And I was like, yeah, sure. And he's like, you're supposed to say no, idiot. And I was like, no, no, no. 
my resolution was like i have a few friends that i like to play cfds with i have i have brandon and and justin that i play games with quite often if dave wanted to play a game i'd be happy to play with him but there's a lot of people who are just like who i don't really want there's just one random guy that I've only ever played with a couple times on Sea of Thieves and he messages me all the time and I'll hop in for like half an hour and play with him. I don't want to do that kind of stuff. I don't want to play when I don't want to play. That's what saying no more means. Is that Brandon's kid and from Lethal Company, do you think? It's not, no. <laughs> it, I don't think so. This is a full-grown, full-ass grown man. Um, and then to play games with my kids more. And uh, I have that somewhat quantified in my mind, but not in full. The Punishments. Punishment for Brandon from Dave. Take an edible and stream Scorn for two hours. Punishment for Brandon from Ben. Play near through ending E. Punishment for Dave from Brandon. Play a BR of his choosing, and he has to get at least two solo wins or place in the top five 15 times. Brandon, does it have to be solo wins? Because that means Dave has to play alone. I'm not saying that's that's unreasonable. I'm just asking to clarify. I will say that... See, because two seems like a fun number. It seems like, oh, that's only two, right? Like, I can do that. That's bot lobbies, honestly. It, literally, his first Fortnite game ever could be an entire bot lobby. That happens sometimes. Well, it might have been, but he died to the storm in his first so game So all ever. I'm saying, keep it. No, no, no. I'm keeping it. Keep it. Okay. All right. We're keeping it. Punishment for Dave from Ben. Play Fortnite BR through level 25 of the Battle Pass. He doesn't have to purchase it. Punishment for Ben from Brandon. Play Life is Strange 1 and 2 in their entirety. Punishment for Dave, or punishment for Ben from Dave. Make and post a YouTube video essay on the Life is Series, Life is Strange series, including all of the games. God damn, boys. Ben, how can you square the second resolution and the third resolution? Um, the playing games with kids and saying no more. Uh... I don't know. It works, though. It works. I'm talking about randos that I don't really want to play with that I play with anyway. Like you, Ed. <laughs> we're going to we're gonna do the honor <laughs> system here to some of these that are a little bit more. Yeah, fun, yeah, I think know? so. It's just yeah. like. And honestly, like, to be cool, if Brandon came to me and was like, hey, I got 100% on, on Red Dead 2 on Steam, I'd be like, cool, I believe you. I'm not going to go. I'm not going to go check. With that said, somebody in the audience should, because I think you're friends with. That's Sonobari. never. It's never happening on Red Dead 2. Sorry, boys. No. All right, let's move on really quickly. We're uh, we're running a little long here. Let's talk about what we've been playing. Yeah, Brandon, we'll go with you. Yeah, first. so I got a, I kind of like uh, buckshot video games this week. Um, I kind of got a, a good smattering, so I'm just gonna kind of fire them off here. Uh, I've been playing Left 4 Dead One and Two, which are really great. Um, I started playing Left 4 Dead One and realized that all of the maps from Left 4 Dead One are also in Left 4 Dead Two. So I've been kind of going back and forth because some of my friends don't have the first, uh, the second one. So um, Bioshock Remastered, playing it again and again and again. I've played this game a million times. It probably is my favorite game of all time, and I think I could say that confidently now. Um, it's a pleasure, an absolute pleasure to play on PC on mouse and keyboard. Um, just enamored with this game. Truly love it to death. Uh, as well as Red Dead 2, I got through the first chapter the other night. Um, the beginning is slow as fuck. Holy fuck. This game is great, but the beginning sucks. Um, and, uh, 
I've been playing Downwell, which is a really awesome game that I first picked up on PlayStation. Um, if you don't know Downwell, it's uh, published by Devolver Digital. It's a little indie darling where you just fall down a well infinitely, and I could put it on if I have about three minutes to do something um, and no more. Uh, and lastly, but certainly not least, I did start my playthrough of Halo 3. I'm about halfway through it. Um, I will say that as I played one after the other after the other uh the story is fully intriguing me but the gameplay is old um i'm tired of going here shooting this going here shooting this going here shooting this um but i love the story it's really great and i'm not going to take anything away from it because games have developed much uh further most games uh than the format that was set back then so uh love the story love it to death looks great on pc uh and uh Hope to be a little bit more focused and hone in my video games next week. I, I want Red Dead to be my <laughs> one of my only one or two games I'm playing next week because I am locking into these resolutions, especially after the punishments have been dealt. That's it. That is all I've been playing this week. Dave, you're up. Uh, I've mostly been playing Valheim uh, this week. I picked this up. Dave! Yeah. You didn't even hit me up. No, yeah. Sorry, buddy. Um, <laughs> I bought this about two, three weeks ago, and I just I hadn't booted it up, and I somebody in Discord was like, what are we playing this weekend? And I kind of committed to finally starting Valheim. So I played Valheim uh, about a year ago on Series S on Game Pass, and so I'm starting it again over. And uh, I got to say, Brandon, you just kind of mentioned it, the pleasure of playing on mouse and keyboard. This game feels completely different on mouse and keyboard. Um, there's a lot of building and inventory management that takes place with Valheim, and doing that on mouse and keyboard is, is uh, I'm not saying anything groundbreaking, but I just, I have to note that it, it just feels like such a better game to play than <clears throat> awkwardly scrolling through menus on a... Um, on a controller it also seems to perform and look better on pc and i i don't have a great pc by any stretch of the imagination but i'm noticing that it, it looks feels and sounds better um than it did on series s um in terms of graphics again like for this being like a lo-fi game that's the only way i can kind of put it it looks amazing like you stand there and look at some of like the vistas and like the sunset coming over the trees and stuff and it's it's weird how, how good such a minimalist game can look at times. Um, and I guess less is more sometimes. So yeah, I'm really, I'm really enjoying Valheim. I've gotten further this playthrough so far than I did on series S. I uh, just beat the first boss and I'm my, my, my brain is starting to work on like building an actual proper house. I've seen some of the stuff people have built online and some of the things that you get in public servers and it's, uh, I, I'm not really into base building ever and I'm my, I, I'm really finding myself into this. So, um, yeah, I also kind of want to note that I love when games do, uh, level up your skill by doing that skill. I, I think we should have more of that. I think about like, uh, Skyrim and, um, fuck, what's the, what's the Xbox exclusive, uh, Redfall. crackdown. 
Crackdown did that too. Redfall. <laughs> uh, yeah, if you want to jump higher, just keep jumping, and then yeah, and, and uh, Valheim does this, and obviously it's a really simple game, so it's I, I really like that in games. So yeah, having a good time with Valheim. Um, I do wish the looting was a little bit better. I find like I miss stuff quite often, like little pieces. Just they don't really stand out well amongst foliage and all that. So, um, and I do wish there was more music in the game. Like I find the day theme just kind of plays over. I don't know if when you go to different biomes or different sections of the map that it changes, but I'm I'm falling asleep hearing the theme in my head. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm gonna stick with Valheim for quite a while. So yeah, yeah, uh, I agree very much, Dave, about the um, the fact that you can build much better with mouse and keyboard. Like I, I am very much in the base building kind of mode, and and. Uh, it's just so good uh, on mouse and keyboard specifically. And then the piece you mentioned about like starting to think about building a proper like house and everything. Um, when you really like can visualize what your base should look like, like that moment in any survival crafting game is, is a lot of fun. Uh, also, I think the game obviously is going to run better on PC than it does on series S. Cause I even notice it takes a kind of a toll on my, it's like you said, it's such a simple looking game, but it, it uses up quite a bit of system resources, but I think there's also been like, it's still technically like, I don't know if it's an early access, but like technically not fully out, I guess. So I think that they've done some improvements to that as well. Um, but yeah, it's, it, it runs great. It looks beautiful. So I'm glad you're enjoying it. Did you play anything else this week? Uh, I played a little bit more dredge, but nothing new to say there, but yeah, Ben, let's, let's play Valheim together sometime this week. Okay. Yeah, I absolutely. Say no. Uh, but I want to play with you, Dave. See, that's the that's the distinction. For me, uh, I've played a little more of the the Hunter Call of the Wild. Uh, again, just a super chill game to get in and vibe with. I thought at first it was like a super immersive, very realistic shooter, and it can be if you play it that way. Uh, and I say shooter, I mean hunting simulator. Uh, it's also very much a the better gun makes you have more fun kind of game. Uh, it literally is, you know, pay to have fun, as Brandon put it one time. Uh, the more DLCs you buy for the game, the more guns you get, the longer you play, the better equipment you get, whatever, um, does make the game way more fun. But it also kind of takes the fun out of it because it's like so easy to just mow down everything in your path. So I'm enjoying it. It's very much a game where if I don't really want to play something and I just want to hang out with people, I can hop in and we can just talk about whatever and play that game. I don't have to think about what's going on other than the fact that like, oh, there's a deer over there. I need to shoot. There's a bear charging me, etc. cetera. Uh, so I might give it a little break now, but I'm very much enjoying it still. It's, it's easily uh, one of the more vibey games, just hang out and chill kind of games that I've played this year. And then the other thing I'm doing is playing Final Fantasy VII Remake. I'm playing on the PS5 version. I'm going to be playing Integrate 2. I realized, so... I've talked about it before, but Final Fantasy VII, the original, I have played five to seven times. I haven't played it in about 10 or 12 years. But one of my favorite games growing up um, as a young adult, I guess you could say, and as a kid and young adult, I guess, very much love that game. When the remake came out, I was super excited, but I played probably 10 hours of it, and I don't really know it was a combination of like i think something else came out and it just wasn't vibing with me not because it wasn't good because it was phenomenal but i just had such a hard time with realizing 
with equating some of the things that were happening in the remake to the things that happened in the original. And just, I was like, that shouldn't be there. That shouldn't look like this. And just trying to get out of that own funk in my mind, I just couldn't do it. And I put it down saying I was going to come back and I never did. Well, now uh, Rebirth is coming out next month. The The PlayStation 5 version is out, integrates out. They've been out for a while. And I was like, you know what? I need to play, I need to play this game again. I need to finally finish it. So I'm already way further than I was in my first playthrough. Um, definitely going to finish it this time, probably finish it this week uh, for sure. So very much enjoying that. I'll have more to say about that in the coming weeks, of course, but Final Fantasy VII, one of the all-time great Final Fantasy games, and the remake's phenomenal. It just didn't click the first time for some reason, and now it's really, I'm enjoying it. And it just, man, it's so serious in some parts, and then it's just so incredibly goofy in other parts, and it's just, you know, I just look at it and I'm like, Japanese game. This is this is great for the same reasons it's terrible. Um, and I really like that. And I I like Final Fantasy games. I played the first seven, and then I've played 16, and I've played little pieces of other ones, but never played all those in the middle there. Uh, I think I played eight as well. And so I need to I need to just go back and play some more of those over time. And uh, some people are trying to get me to play Final Fantasy fourteen, the MMO. I gotta resist. I want to, especially because so much of it's free, and you can hop in without a subscription worry. But I just know my personality. I'm gonna get sucked in, and I'm probably gonna install it tonight if I'm being real with myself. Uh, Ed says, "Was it Doom Eternal?" I don't remember, Ed, what it was. I don't remember um, at all what it was that, that took me away. It, it was in large part because I just couldn't get into it because it. I was so looking forward to the Final Fantasy VII I knew. And even though it is a very good remake, uh, it's so different at the same time. So count Final Fantasy XIV toward your resolution, which which that I'll say no. But what if I want to say yes? See, that's the difference. If I want to do it, See, saying no doesn't mean saying no to things I want to do. You guys got to you got to get this. <laughs> it means not being the nice guy and saying yes just because I feel bad. And I'm bad at that. I know I come off as this, you know, mean guy. But honestly, I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a squishy boy at heart. And uh I have a hard time saying no to things I don't want to do. Which is why I have this is the first time in my life I've ever only had one job. And even now I don't really only have one job. But I've always, yeah. Anyway, uh, Ben, I'm trying to help you get around the rules. We'll see. I I'm a sucker for MMOs, but I, in fairness, I play MMOs for like twenty to a hundred hours and then never play them again. So we'll see. Boys, that's all we got. That's all we got for tonight. Thanks for hanging out. Um, appreciate everybody being here. Don't forget, we're live on YouTube every week at. 7 p.m. Eastern on Tuesdays, as well as on audio feeds on Wednesdays for patrons and Thursdays for the free feeds listeners. We appreciate you guys being here. We're going to come up with a title and get out of here. We'll see you next time. The HP Podcast is sponsored by our proud patrons over at patreon.com slash handsome phantom. The following members are at the $5 level, and we appreciate their contribution. Toby Ryland. Edward Walton, Josh Cummings, Poot, Boots, Passive Pixels, Edwin Castillo, Maurice Bays, Htrons, Nuke Dukem, Derek O, 
Grabalicious, Benji Bop, and Link. <laughs>